This is Street Talk with Chris Davies, helping you maneuver the road of real estate. Get up to speed with expert insights on the mortgage industry and your Northwest stomping grounds. Buy, sell, invest, and rest. Street Talk. Now, with this panel of industry insiders, here's Chris Davies. Good morning, Seattle. Good morning to the Pacific Northwest. Welcome to Street Talk. It's your real estate show on all things real estate, whether it's buying, selling, financing, or even doing home inspections. Hint, hint. Uh, we have lots to talk about today. I'm lucky enough to be joined by Mrs. Rebecca Mitsui from Keller Williams. Good morning. And also Mr. Patrick Crowthers from Compass. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Very well, and we have a special guest. We have uh, Mr. Reese Pearson. Miss Reese Pearson. Miss Reese Pearson, I apologize. Uh, from Inside Out. Yes, Inside Out Building Inspection. It's a home inspector that I've been using, well, since About years. 13 years. 13 years. <laughs> wow. So, there's the, Reese, with everything that's going on in the market, what have you noticed here in the last six months? I mean, uh, the market uh, seems to have loosened up a little bit as far as inventory goes, uh, not as many multiple offers. How does that seem to affect uh, the home inspection side? Uh, we're definitely seeing it affecting us positively um, and, and just in the sense of it's positive for the buyer. Um, it puts them in a much better position to be able to actually go through a home inspection and um, un- un- unveil uh, a lot of issues uh, that would come up during a full home inspection as opposed to what we've been seeing previously or uh, what most home inspectors are referring to as consultations. We go in, uh, take an hour to, you know, look at the, the big dirty stuff, you know, the roof replacements, the, right. the uh, structural issues, um, kind of the, the, the major hits. Uh, but we're really under a lot of pressure to deliver on some pretty um, significant items in a, in a pretty rapid sequence. Right. I think that makes sense. I mean, that that's so positive for the buyer. We've we've just you nailed it right there. Just the fact that you know we had a wave rights. Everybody was wave inspection or just you know short, quick, pass, fail, and they you know they either wanted to take advantage of the inspection or actually they wanted to you know ask for some things back, which they couldn't because of the market. Yep, it was just so strong on the seller side. I'd be curious. I mean, uh, you know, when people you know if they waive all the rights, so to speak, and they go through that process. How often does a person still have the home inspection done after they've, say, say for example, they waived it, do they still go through the process of, of doing the home yeah, inspection? Yeah, like how many post-inspections Yeah, we're definitely done? seeing an uptick, or we were seeing an uptick in kind of post-purchase uh, inspections, which is a difficult place to be. It's almost um, scary. It is Please kinda, don't yeah. find anything. <laughs> it, is a, it is a little intimidating um, both, from both sides. Um, you know, you've, you've bought it, you own it. So now you've got to deal with it, and a lot of those uh, issues that you didn't you didn't uh, foresee coming, and now we're standing in front of you telling you you've actually got some pretty major ticket items. So not only did you pay fifty to eighty thousand dollars over the asking price, but now um, I'm handing you a, a list that's going to potentially cost you that and and more, um, just to kind of get this place into ship. Tip tip top shape. Hey, Rebecca, how many people do you think have said, oh, yeah, I'm going to do inspection afterwards and then... Didn't do it. Oh, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Got scared. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm just saying, to me, it's it's like you you don't want to turn that rock over to see what's there potentially just because of the fact that 
like what you said, if you spend that much money, that much over asking, mm-hmm. in your eyes, even 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 if that was a bait price, you're still going to yourself mentally. Gosh, I spent you know fifty thousand dollars more. Uh, do I want to spend another five hundred or whatever the you know whatever yeah. the, whatever right. that price is for the home inspection? And I don't have any more money even if there's a problem. So what's the deal? <laughs> well, I'm just, it's, it's it's a rolling of the dice. That's what I've said to people. Like you know, it depends on how much of a gambler are you. Like you know, I I try to always set forth all of the risks and then you know so that they're aware and then they can decide what they would like to do. Of course, I advise them to you know, and I talk from my own experience. We've talked about this on the show about me buying my house and going escalating what 100,000 over and then finding some major things afterwards when i used a company i actually relied on one of those um companies that for a nominal fee i could get a home inspection that the seller had ordered not like endorsed per se and uh that that was uh, obviously there was quite a few things that were not caught so i try to let them know about that from firsthand yeah, that seems if you're if you're paying for uh, folks, what we're talking about there is uh, sometimes uh, the seller has the ability to go ahead and do a pre-inspection, mm-hmm. and then they make that report available to potential buyers for a small fee. Right, could be a hundred or something of that nature. But the problem with that is the seller's the one that's paying for the report. Well, actually, so, in that case, so those ones to me are a little a step up. Would you say, Reese? I would. I would agree with them. So if you do a seller-procured home inspection and it's a reputable local inspector that, you know, a bunch of agents know that, you know, you feel, and then the sh- seller shares that for free, mm-hmm. that's, that actually I think is a little bit stronger. It, there is a company out there that you can call and they'll come and do a home inspection and a sewer scope. The seller doesn't pay anything um, and the seller doesn't see a copy of, of the report or anything, but then they can sell it to buyers, like say, seven or eight buyers want to make an offer, then their hope is that seven or eight people will, will order it and that'll more than pay for, you know, um, the deal. So um, those are the ones that I'm talking about where, you know, these home inspectors are being paid a very, very tiny amount and and they're, you know, it's a volume game. And that's going to change a lot now that the the market's changed a little bit. You know, when, when we had those those months where there was 10 to 30 offers, like mm-hmm, legitimately right. 30 offers in there, that, that's going to change, I feel, in a big way because a lot more homes are staying on the market. There's no review dates. Um, so I think that might slow down a little bit and we're going to have just the more serious. Not- and we are seeing an uptick in um, what we call on, on the inspector side, what we call kind of pre-listing inspections. So mm-hmm. where I am working for the seller um, and uh, and I would say, and I think Rebecca would would back me up on this. If if somebody's going to hire me to to do their pre listing inspection, they they have, are really looking to expose a lot. Yeah, um, it's going to get exposed <laughs> anyways, and it should be exposed. Yeah, exactly. it should be exposed certainly. And I think that those those buyers or those sellers that choose to go ahead and 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 put themselves out there like that, and just as Rebecca has mentioned, if it's with a reputable company that a lot of the real estate agents recognize. And they're like, well, this is who I would have hired anyway to do, exactly. provide a buyer's inspection. Um, then it's got a lot more weight to it. But I agree with uh, some of these companies that are um, contracting uh, newer home inspectors. Yeah, um, or home inspectors that can't fill their books. So they're taking these jobs yep. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see what uh, what stories people have out there from going through the purchase process, whether you had inspection done prior to, 
uh, good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, sometimes you go through an inspection, then you find something else that wasn't uncovered through the inspection process, mm-hmm. or uh, how the uh, inspection actually saved you some money. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. The number to the show is 844-TALK-101. Uh, once again, it's 844-TALK-101. Uh, Reese, in relation to, uh, say, a horror story, what's the, what's the, what's the worst uh, what's the thing that comes to mind when you think about somebody having bought a home and then not having done the inspection? Uh, what would, uh, what would, what's a story that you can potentially share on something like that? Well, going back to the previous conversation we were just having where you've got uh, you know, some buyers that were in a challenging situation where they had to waive their inspections and get into a home and, and kind of roll the dice. Yeah. Um, and then they did choose to have us come back out after the fact that they've they've now owned the property um you know pretty recently we did an inspection for a very sweet couple <laughs> absolutely adored them um i had to give them some pretty disturbing news about you know hey the the roof is is needs to be replaced you know three years ago um and uh, <laughs> and fyi the the siding was never installed appropriately and there are some limitations to this job you know i i can't see between walls uh we can't open things up um and so uh the amount of damage that we anticipate versus what we can actually physically see um there's there's usually a disconnect there and and it, and it tends to be a scary one so uh that includes dollar figures uh to a significant degree yeah just well just like any sort of remodel project once you start once you start tearing walls down you start to see what's behind the walls mm-hmm. right. then you start to go oh now we have to go ahead and fix that. It could be mold, could be water damage, it could be any number of things. Sure. So, uh, uh, yeah. So as far, so that was pretty scary then for the buyers. Yeah, I mean, I'm all told between the structural issues that we found and um, and the siding and and window uh, problems that we had. Windows we, too, huh? Oh yeah, we were. <laughs> we had quite a bit of water going through this thing, and um, and it was you know June, oh. so. Um, so yeah, it, it uh, probably was going to be around a hundred and seventy-five to two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars repair work, and uh, that was Ooh. just us getting started. Isn't Ooh. that just? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's why you have the in- inspections. That's why they're there. That's what. So we had an interesting situation. Um, just went in contract got in contract last week, and uh, the seller had a pre-inspection done, and so they provided it to us, and we're writing an offer. It'd been on the market for like thirty-five days. And there was three items, only three items on the inspection report, three little small cosmetics. In an older things. home? Uh, 2006. Okay. Townhome. But three items. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, even the code has changed a lot since then. There should be some, like, code issues, you'd think. I would think. So I called and I was like, this is the cleanest inspection I think I've ever seen. That's scary. And it, it wasn't. <laughs> and so after they completed those three minor things that probably cost them, you know, a few hundred bucks, yeah. it was a flawless home. I don't really buy it. Mm-hmm. To, to be well, honest with you, the reality is it's twelve years old. So I mean, two thousand six, unfortunately, is is no longer new. And and yeah, you know, and it it kind of it made and my buyer's a, a savvy guy, and and we just kind of talked about it. And we're both like, what? Like it made it really kind of. We would have rather seen more things on the on the of course, board, absolutely. It, it shows that it was a more thorough job, and and I, I talked to the listing agent. I'm like, really? And they're like, 
This well, is what we got back. And that's a conversation that we have with sellers all the time because they're like, well, can you take this off of the report because we fixed it? I'm like, no, I can't because this is a the representation of the condition of the home at the time that we inspected it. Right. And, and the reality is you can address that in your Form 17. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, we had a home inspection. These were the things that came up uh, during that inspection. And we've addressed them, you know, this way and this way. I'm like, in, in this particular case, the more information you're able to provide, the better. Because right. Because you're, you're, you're basically splaying yourself open. Hey, I am trying to be as honest and forthright mm-hmm. as I possibly can. Um, I've hired, you know, inside out <laughs> inspection <laughs> services, which everybody is going to be, holy crap, you know. Right. They're going to find a bunch of stuff. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you're right in the, in the right it was just kind of. It was interesting. I'd never seen such a clean report. Well, I mean, you, you you don't have a clean report on brand new homes. Absolutely not. No. So, I mean, the 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 idea of having a of of having a home that's completely flawless, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. It's I mean, kind of to me also um, would when you see a form seventeen or a seller disclosure form that's filled out and, and nothing is wrong. Mm-hmm. I always when when I'm you know talking to people when they're filling it out and I'm you know trying to get to, I'm always with them when they're doing it because I want to know as much about the home as possible. And sometimes they're saying, well, I don't want to put that on there because that's going to scare people away. And it's like, no, we have to, we can't, this can't be a squeaky. what it's there for. Let's let's just be completely transparent here. And people are, can tell that you care, that you're trying to be, you know, in communication about the things because no home is perfect. Absolutely. So. In today's in today's age of fixer uppers, I mean, people aren't that concerned. You know, people yeah. aren't, people aren't that concerned about it. Uh, folks, the number number to the show is eight four four talk one hundred one. Once again, eight four four talk one hundred one. Some things go really good together. Freedom and liberty, safety and security. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your hopes and desires with reliability and guidance. Now, Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family have teamed up to give you over 65 years of combined experience and personalized service. So if you're a veteran or current service member looking to buy a home, call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Hi, this is Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. There are so many wonderful benefits and opportunities available to our service members. If you have questions about how a VA loan could help you and your family, we would love to help. Just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Good together. Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA at laurashomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hey, Story Monson. I've been telling you for five years now about the wonderful people at 3010 Weight Loss for Life, the local weight loss program that has helped listeners lose hundreds of thousands of pounds. The 3010 program was created by healthcare providers, doctors and Clients love 3010. The doctors love it because they see their patients getting healthier as they lose that weight that burdens people's lives. The clients love it because they look better, they feel better, and the team at 3010, they're incredibly supportive. The nutritionists check in with you every week. They have healthy recipes. They make it delicious for you to lose that weight. And you also learn how to keep that weight off. 
3010 Weight Loss for Life. Give them a call. Get started. Get down to your target weight. 3010 Weight Loss for Life, 855-843-3010. That's 855-843-3010. Or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. You're worth it. How do we succeed in retirement? Find out from those who know. Hear from keynote speakers, world champion football coach Mike Holmgren, Kerry Kasem, Rajiv Nagayich, and many more. The Senior Matters Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Linwood Convention Center. Individuals, families, professionals gain deeper understanding of the essential components of retirement planning, health, housing, finances, family, and legal. Explore the pitfalls of traditional retirement planning. The Senior Matters Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Linwood Convention Center. Register at SeniorMatters2018.com. Learn how to advocate on behalf of your clients, your family, yourself. SeniorMatters2018.com. Register now to experience this immersive event with direct access, breakout brainstorming, and inspiring insights. Retire successfully. SeniorMatters2018.com. Sharing the latest news and exchanging insights on the mortgage industry and all things real estate, this is Street Talk. Now, with an ear to the pavement of our Northwest stomping grounds, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris Davies. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, the the market's taking an interesting turn as far as the real estate side of, uh, side of things go. You've got the third straight month of uh, inventory increasing. Uh, primarily, though, inventory is increasing as a result of homes staying on the market longer, not because, not necessarily because of, you know, a lot more listings hitting the market. Right. You know, so homes are staying on the market longer, therefore the uh, inventory is going up. Uh, that is starting to take, you know, people are starting to get a little bit of angst about it because uh, they, they're not actually realizing that prices are still going up. Even though it's slowing, you, you still have above average appreciation. I mean, uh, have you seen any appraisal? Are, are you experiencing appraisal issues at all? Um, not really. Not really. Sometimes in the multiple offer situation, it, it might be within a couple of thousand of the asking price. It just depends. And, we have one right now that's within five. Yeah, exactly. So, in other words, but uh, for the most part, I think that people are aware of the fact that we're pushed that that that, that ceiling's being pushed. So you tend to you, you you tend to put an addendum in there saying you'll put X amount towards the low appraisal, and it's even a good form addendum to to add in there to strengthen your offer, even if you know it's going to appraise. Hmm. I mean, I, I just think it shows value there as well. I love it. I think that this is. Um, it's more attractive for the buyers because, once again, they don't have to waive all their rights. Sellers now actually can't just take their iPhones out and snap photos. They have to do it right. <laughs> they have to price it right. right. I, really, I think that this is where, um, you know, being in the industry, we really get real a, estate. We yeah. get a we get a really shine because we get to negotiate with sellers now where before it was like, hey, anyone can write a, a an offer, waive everything, and just put our top dollar amount here. But this is where you can really negotiate as a buyer, where you can really see what you like. And then as a seller, you have to do these things that you normally didn't, that you didn't have to do the past three or four years. So this is where we really get a, Rebecca yeah, and I really get to work. Exactly. I mean, it. you know, ha- home selling in a week. I mean, I, I'm used to a market where, you know, about 30 to 60 days is about your, your typical sales cycle. And during that 30, 60, 90 days, you're, you know, you are out there pounding the pavement. You're doing whatever you can to drum up interest in, in your listing. And I think some of the agents that have come in in the last couple of years, they're used to just being, you know, getting a listing and throwing it out there and it's, and it's, you know, gone, it's gone in a week. So and if it's, it's not, what do you do? 
Exactly. And that's what I'm getting a lot because I do a lot of uh, classes at my office of newer agents going, uh, it didn't sell in a week. So what, what next? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so now you have more marketing expenses. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, uh, if you stage. You, yeah. You, you You're going to be have, paying you, a monthly fee for the staging every Well, yeah, month just the and, selling process in of itself. Mm-hmm. Your expenses start to go up, so therefore the profitability, mm-hmm. especially if it's a newer agent, because mm-hmm. now you're digging into your own pocket, so to speak, to go ahead and list the house and do some of those things. Well, and right. this is exactly why some of the agents are able to sell their sellers on doing that pre-listing inspection is because you're, pay, you're paying us five to 600 bucks as opposed to you know having to pay the stagers. <laughs> right. You know, a, yeah, one of the things that absolutely, yeah. and one of the things that I, you know, I'd be interested in getting your take on it. Now, when you start to, you know, before, like in the last couple of years, when you look at the list price of, the, of a house, mm-hmm. typically you'd have to take into account, depending on the zip code, of course, you'd have to take into account. Well, gosh, fifty, a hundred more yep. is what it's going to go for. Yep. Now, when you're looking at listings. It's almost like, oh, that might actually be the price. And I think you know, listing agents are now. I mean catching on that you have to price it right. You, you don't want to underprice it because you don't want to have the, you know, end up being there a week later and your client is like, wait, I thought it was going to be 50,000. I was going to get 50,000 more. You just can't make those promises anymore. We just need to price it correctly. Mm-hmm. And explain to your seller why you're pricing it, how you're pricing it. Right. Really lay it out for them and show them. Say, hey, and, and what Lisa and my business partner and I do, and I'm sure Rebecca, you do as well, you kind of give them a, a high end and a low end. You say, hey, mm-hmm. this is what we could come up. This is the potential situation here and here and then you let them make that ultimately that decision where they want to be right um, because if you're too low right now and you're listing it for more of a baiting price and you only get that one offer you have to be okay with that offer you right. have to be okay with that price point and then if you're too aggressive and it stays on the market that's when people try and swoop low and you know yep well, the other uh, benefit that I think we're seeing, too, it's at least from a home inspection perspective, is that these flippers um, who kind of thought this was a HGTV type <laughs> of, hey, we just, we're just going to buy this thing and you know put a little paint on it and throw it back out there. Um, they actually have to work yeah. to you know get this done, and 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 it turns out that renovation is is a lot more difficult than you know just and put, expensive. Yeah, putting paint on a pig. I've yeah. seen a multiple. <laughs> last week, I saw two homes that were priced over one point one million dollars with clients, and they were flips, and they had the most. They, it was terrible how they did. They were doing mm-hmm. cutouts on just the trim around like it, it was. I won't even get into that. The the. Uh, appliances that they put in there were the most basic, cheap appliances. I'm like, you're really people are put... getting too confident. Yeah. Well, and when <laughs> way too confident. So when you're seeing those things from a cosmetic standpoint, mm-hmm. guess what I get to find? Yeah, yeah, I, don't even, that's a yeah, good I can't point. even imagine. Yep. Oh, that's, I can. Uh, that's a really good point, actually. You know, we you, we can tell when there's a botch job or when it, people are cutting corners or whatnot. But even saying, hey, this inspection will be interesting. Well, yeah, you know, I've even experienced um, um, inspections with Reese. We we get there and she's walking around and and she's actually saved our clients money and, and has taught me a lot over the many years I've worked with her about um, how to notice things so that I'm not having my client, you know, pay for a home inspection. There's things that I already notice now before, um, and that's partly because of Reese's um, tutelage. Um, but I remember one in particular, she got there and she almost got tried not to do it in front of the client, but she was like giddy with excitement. Like this is the perfect example of a house that has everything wrong with it. (laughs) 
And I want to, you know, she teaches other home inspectors. And so, you know, she wanted to use it as a case study, which, and she said to my client, I don't want to waste your money. You should not buy this. And here's why. And explained it to them. And so it was really, really helpful that she did that. Well, and I Um, think that, I mean, to your point, I I try not to take that away from a client because I don't know anything about the client. I mean, you mm -hmm. may have the hammer skills or you may have the financial means to be able to take on a project like this. I think in my 13 years, I've only told four clients that really, I I, I don't want to be a part of this. Um, but the reality is, is that everything can be fixed. It's just a matter of how much and who's paying for it. Right. And it's really up to, I mean, my job there is to inform the buyer, look, this is the objective view of what's happening with this. Mm-hmm. And if you want to take this on, that's fantastic. If you don't, that's your choice. But now you're at least having your eyes open to, you know, all these possibilities. I'd know? be curious. You said you, you had mentioned this potentially four situations where you walked into a house and said, oops, not so much. Uh, what is it uh, that on the, on, on the onset, as soon as you hit the property that you see, what is it uh, that goes, uh-oh, this is not a, just from the, just from the outside, yeah, I'd be right. curious as to what, uh, what sparks that. Uh, I would say that, at least in, in, in my opinion, uh, the, the significant item is going to be drainage. Um, Drainage really affects pretty much everything. It's going to affect the structure. Um, It's going to affect kind of the long-term viability of the property. Um, And, you know, we're we're in the Pacific Northwest, so drainage is always an issue. Yeah, of course. Uh, But there are homes that are placed in precarious spots that just don't make it viable um, either cost-wise or, you know, unfortunately with one of my worst ever property, which was a, when I was a very young inspector, um, it sat below the street level. It sat next to a river. Uh, the river <laughs> ran through it. Uh, <laughs> Literally. Know, yeah. And, um, you know, there was just nothing left of the posts and the piers, and it was just kind of standing on twigs. So, um, you know, the next stiff wind that blew was taking the whole thing down. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I remember one that you you looked at for a client. There was a tree that was holding it onto the hillside. Mm-hmm. It literally what? a tree was holding, and we were actually afraid to go in the house. It's like uh, maybe we shouldn't be walking around in this Weird. house. Yeah, and we do deal with a lot of critical slopes in our area. Yeah. Um, so you know, and and some of that is just going to be you know it, it, that critical slope is continuing to grow because of, sure. you know Mother Nature is always going to win. Mm-hmm. A lot of the the zoning, everything changed after Oso and everything like that as well. Um, noticed, I mean, red zones everywhere in Seattle. I think a big concern a lot of people do have um, as far as buyers are foundation issues. Right. I Certainly. That- but what's interesting about that, that you bring that up, is that most of the foundation issues that we find are actually drainage related. Mm-hmm. They're just a symptom of a grander problem. Um, and trying to educate you know, buyers and even agents, you know, I, I get calls all the time from agents. They're like, oh, my gosh, we saw this half inch crack in the foundation. Sure, that's significant, but that's not what the problem is. What has caused that problem mm-hmm. is what we need to investigate. And 90, I would say 90% of the time, if, if not higher, um, I'm sure we can find a geotech engineer to call in at some point here, but uh, 90% of the time, that's going to be a, a drainage issue. 
Hmm. So it's like you're the naturopath of home inspectors. You're looking for the root <laughs> problem. I, I love it. I, I know she. It is really fun to do an inspection with her because I've it. learned so much. Um, I'm. I send her pictures and say, "Is this LP siding?" I know she's going to say yes. What year was it built? I'm like, in the 90s. You know the answer to that. <laughs> so that's funny. That's good. It's good to have a. Um, confidence and um, a relationship with your inspector too, because you just you yeah. have that trust, and obviously your clients are trusting you. So. Well, I've hired her for my own homes, and I always tell my clients that too. So, oh, yeah. excellent, folks! You have a home inspection experience, uh, buying or selling? We'd love to hear from you. Number to the show is eight four four Talk one hundred one. Abode, domicile, whatever name you call it, I love helping families buy their home sweet home. Hi, this is Laura Keel, and now I have a new home. Introducing Laura's Home Loans, offering the personalized service you've come to know at laurashomeloans.com. Anything to do with a crib, roost, or homestead, I can help. Just ask. Call one 833 Laura's Home Loans. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. This is my dream house. Do not lose this one, honey. Meeting opens at 320000 $320,000. $320,000. $330,000. $330,000. $335,000. $355,000. $355,000. $365,000. $10,000,000. The highest offer doesn't always get the house. I'm real estate broker Rebecca Mitsui, and I can help you get the best home in the hottest neighborhood without overbidding. My grandpa was a fisherman, and he was able to retire early because he invested wisely in real estate. What can real estate do for you? Visit me at realestategotogal.com. That's the number two. RealEstateGoToGal.com. For decades now, when neighbors and families were ready to make a move, they'd call me. Hi, this is Laura Keel, and now it's time for me to make a move. Introducing Laura's Home Loans. When you're considering a reverse mortgage, refinance, renovation, or new home, please consider Laura's Home Loans. My family would be honored to offer you the personalized service we're known for. Just ask. Call one 1- 833 Ask Laura. Laura's Home Loans. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hey, it's Story Monson. You know my story at 3010 Weight Loss for Life. Four and a half years ago, I had 25 extra pounds, and in about five or six weeks, they helped me lose that and get down to my target weight. They are helping listeners lose hundreds of thousands of pounds collectively. They make it so easy for you to get down to your target weight. All you have to do is get started. Give them a call, 855-843-3010, 855-843-3010, or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. How do we succeed in retirement? Find out from those who know. Hear from keynote speakers, world champion football coach Mike Holmgren, Kerry Kasem, Rajiv Nagayich, and many more. The Senior Matters Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Linwood Convention Center. Individuals, families, professionals gain deeper understanding of the essential components of retirement planning, health, housing, finances, family, and legal. Explore the pitfalls of traditional retirement planning. The Senior Matters Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Linwood Convention Center. Register at SeniorMatters2018.com. Learn how to advocate on behalf of your clients, your family, yourself. SeniorMatters2018.com. Register now to experience this immersive event with direct access, breakout brainstorming, and inspiring insights. Retire successfully. SeniorMatters2018.com. 
Buy, sell, invest, and rest. When it comes to the mortgage industry and real estate, know the ropes, the ins and outs, and all the curves. This is Street Talk with Chris Davies, with a panel of industry insiders here to take your call. Now, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris Davies. Welcome back to Street Talk. It's uh, your real estate show and all things real estate. Let's go to the phones and talk to uh, Andrea. Andrea, it's Chris. What's your question this morning? Well, I wanted to find out um, what to do if you've gone through a home inspection and you find out maybe about a six months or a year later that there was that issue that wasn't disclosed. Oh, very, very, very interesting question. Okay. Uh, Reese, what, what do you, I mean, what's your take on I mean, something the, like well, what was the issue? Yeah. Um, uh, well, in my case, even though it happened like years ago, um, I'm still having issues with it. And um, it's the downstairs master uh, bath where um, when you use the shower, it there's some kind of... Um, leaking or something within the shower or the walls or something and so you can't really use it and so at the time of the inspection I noticed that um, that section of the wall was kind of hidden behind a dresser or something mm. so you're saying it wasn't uncovered by your home inspector or are you thinking that the seller did not disclose it or both I, uh, yeah it's both yes okay and, and I'm thinking that uh, you, you, I don't know if during an inspection you examine things behind dressers or, you know, you yeah, know things so, like that. But yeah, yeah, that is one of the things that we are limited to um, is that we are not able to uh, move personal effects of uh, the owner. Um, we're not allowed to, uh, you know, destroy or or or. Um, not destroy, but you have to leave the house in the same condition you found yeah. it. Yeah, so. so there there are some complications with you know what we can and can't do, um, mm-hmm. and, um, and so in that case, maybe it should have been something where I, I would see that the agent, maybe the buy, your buyer's agent, should have talked to the listing agent and said, "Hey, you know, I'm noticing that some furniture is in the way of certain things." You know, is your seller going to be okay um, moving those prior to giving us full access to getting to all areas of the home is one way that it, mm-hmm. it could have, you know, maybe. Yeah, quick question, too. Is, that, is, that, is this a, you said it was a basement. So is it a daylight basement? Is it, uh, is it above grade, below well, grade? Um, it's, it's above grade. Um, and, and it's not, it's like a downstairs. Uh, so okay. So there's not going to be drainage. In other words, I'm just just thinking about the drainage itself. Mm-hmm. So there's not well, going to be- if, if there's a crawl space, I mean that would definitely give a home inspector some some access underneath um, and, this and, area. And there's definitely yeah, there's no some crawl space. Okay, what- so then you are on a slab or or in a basement. Mm-hmm. What yeah. makes you think that it was um, it was known by the seller and not disclosed? What did you? Is it something that you found and saw right out the gate? Well, yeah, right after I moved in. Um, it's like um, after using the shower uh, a couple of times, I noticed some some dampness, and I was wondering where it was coming from. And then I realized, oh well, it's coming from the shower, and so it was just nothing that was disclosed. 
Mm. I'm thinking it was on the seller's part, but... Yeah, and so one of the things you do need to understand, too, is that we're we're there for, you know, two two to two and a half hours trying to uncover, you know, as much as we possibly can. So, you know, if this if the shower hadn't ever been used or or wasn't used on a regular basis, um, you know, I always have people ask me, did you use a moisture meter? Well, sure, I used a moisture meter, but if I don't have any moisture to meter, um, then, you know, that's going to limit. Yeah, like what the I seller can, could have not been you. using that shower for years. Yeah, and, and you so then when have you that. go ahead and use it on a regular basis, you've changed the dynamic of that. And so then... Um, you know, now, now that issue becomes yeah. more, you know, revealed. And in this case, too, I mean, there would have, if, if the shower had been used, there'd be evidence of moisture either on the walls, on the floor. The floor would be coming up a little bit. I mean, yeah. there'd be some sort of evidence indicating that. So, in, yeah, and, it, and in my case, it was, um, I, I noticed that there were some water um, stains. Uh-huh. And so that, that showed me right there that, that, that this had been a, mm. a previous problem. Yeah, and something like that, really, you have to go back to the listing agent and uh, talk about the Form 17, if, you, if, that's, something, if that's something that can be proven. Which well, and I think it's worth a conversation it's to, worth- the, to the inspector as well. Um, you know, I, I think that you mentioned this was several years ago, so that, that kind of puts us out of that timeline. But, um, you know, whenever you have a, a question about, um, you know, what the inspector should or should not have been able to un- uncover, the sooner that you can, um, you know, have that conversation that. and, and address mm-hmm. that with the inspector just to give them a, you know, hey, what did you notice? I mean, we take hundreds of pictures um, at every inspection and, um, you know, you guys get to see about 10% of those. Um, so, you know, I, I can, we can only, we can only do so much. Right. And, you know, our hope is that we're uncovering at least 40 to 60% of the issues. Uh, but the reality is, is in two and a half hours, most yeah. people can't, you know, find. And, the, and, and, the, and the, again, the main idea of a home inspection is to really, sort of avert the large potential pitfalls right, sure. when you buy a home. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, sm- the minor plumbing issues or the door handle or the light bulb going out, that's not the well, idea. Well, this could be a, a caulking issue, uh-huh. which would be very simple to repair. It could be that they didn't, you know, install the, the shower pan um, appropriately, which is, you know, the other side of the equation where, you know, I'm, I'm saying that this could be a minor maintenance thing and actually it turns into a big issue once you start pulling pulling the pieces apart so right. a lot of times at least in in our opinion if it's water it doesn't matter what kind of water it's always <laughs> going to be a big deal right yeah, yeah, it yeah. could be easily yeah. repaired with some caulking um or even just you know sealing of the grout and tile um or you know getting into it further you could find some other things yeah it sounds like obviously more investigation is needed to see what it is but since since the problem emerges as you're taking the shower then it's got something to do with maybe how the uh uh faucet or how the shower is connected to the water you could have otherwise a at the faucet yeah. inside the wall inside the wall so otherwise it would be a continual thing yeah you know think, but one thing i think andrew is trying to find out what what to do in that situation and i mean obviously this well, is something you'd want to address right out the gate this is something as soon as you figure this out and yeah the minute you reveal water right. water penetration issue you, you've got to get on that right away yeah. right yeah. and uh with this so much how, to, so go. How, okay so how soon after the um inspection can um a, per, a client um go back to the agent about that i mean like after the fact you know they're in the house 
and they're like, oh, this is a problem. How? What's the time frame for that? I don't know if there's actually a, a time frame, but um, once you're closed, there's you're you are at that point are going to probably want to seek advice from an attorney mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to see what your rights are and see and gather the information that would give your attorney the opportunity to see if you had a case or not. Yeah, and it's going to be again. It's going to be how, how much money do you want to do you want to spend in that arena to go get an attorney versus having somebody come over and take a look at the problem, getting the problem fixed. Uh, you know, but don't be scared just because of the cost. Always, no. yeah. Make sure that you talk to your agent, you talk to your inspector, yeah. and that something is being done because you know it might not have to go that far. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but but as soon as you find something, don't don't sit on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, as soon as you find something out, make the call and see see what the response is, and go from there. Mm-hmm. And depending on that, that may create uh, other uh, other alternative uh, actions. I had one re- uh, not recently; it's been a couple of years where um, the home inspector um, missed something, and it was something in a shower. It wasn't it wasn't Reese's company; it was another company, and uh, the buyer ended up remodeling the bathroom and finding all of these issues. And I actually was able to go back to the seller. We could tell by how it was done that they they'd covered up and not disclosed um, that there was dry rot in this area because it had to go. She had to go all the way out to the siding and replace siding. It was oh. that bad, and so I was able to get the seller to um, contribute fifteen thousand dollars towards her thirty thousand dollar fix. Um, but that that's not something that that is typical in in those situations. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why that one happened is because the seller was actually a real estate agent and was like realized that they were in the wrong so well i hope you find that helpful andrea we didn't even take we uh thank you very much you're very welcome thank you um Mm -hmm. bye so yeah when it comes to things like that i mean it's uh, when there when there are issues you just have to just like in anything it's all about communication and bringing it up and seeing what, what seeing what results out of it right if somebody lies in the form 17 that's part of the transaction that's on on file on record everywhere, mm-hmm. and if you find evidence of somebody trying to cover it up, then uh, obviously at that point in time, depending on what that expense is, you you you, you do have some course of action. Mm-hmm. We've had some interesting conversations with sellers that didn't want to be; they, they were just pretty much no, 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 no on everything that you know to benefit. You mean them. the answering of the questions, yeah, yeah, no or don't know? <laughs> exactly, and we're like, come on, you, you have to. Like take this serious because the other party's gonna take it serious. And it is serious. It's a lot of money. There's a lot of emotion behind it. There's so many things. And uh you being straight up from the get go, it's gonna it's gonna just trinkle down from there. Yeah, if, if you're not honest, it could really come back to bite you. Well, and it's just I, yes. <laughs> I, I, the other piece to this is that houses are complicated. I mean it you know, we're kind of tackling this as if, you know, oh, you just go in and you check off some boxes and hey, everything's gonna be just hunky dory and you're gonna, you know, be able to just plug and play. Right. Um and the reality is is there's a lot of maintenance involved in, in owning a home and mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, lines break um because they age. You know, yeah. everything has a life expectancy. Um, you know, you you've got to take some some responsibility in the in the in the fact that you've got to maintain this. Um, and while you know it's it's in our best interest, and and I've I've never not wanted to try to find something. Um, it's just 
I, it may not have been the day that it revealed itself. Right. You know, right. so I'm there for two and a half hours or, you know, home inspectors there for two and a half hours, three. They're not going to reveal and, and find every single well, thing yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I don't think that's the focus of the job. Either. No, not at all. But I do think yeah. that, that unfortunately has become the expectation. Right. And so um, there needs to be a little bit of of reality to that. Absolutely. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. There's, well, there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, folks, number here is 844-TALK-101. Once again, 844-TALK-101. Some things go really good together, like a hammer and nail. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your hopes and desires with wisdom and guidance. Now, Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family have teamed up to give you over 65 years of combined experience and personalized service. So if you're looking to renovate, call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Hi, this is Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. If you've spotted that perfect fixer-upper, a renovation loan tied to the purchase could be a great way to get things fixed up before you move in. Questions about a renovation loan? Just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Good together. Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA at laurashomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hey, Story Monson, I've been telling you for five years now about the wonderful people at 3010 Weight Loss for Life, the local weight loss program that has helped listeners lose hundreds of thousands of pounds. The 3010 program was created by healthcare providers. Doctors and clients love 3010. The doctors love it because they see their patients getting healthier as they lose that weight that burdens people's lives. The clients love it because they look better, they feel better, and the team at 3010, they're incredibly supportive. The nutritionists check in with you every week. They have healthy recipes. They make it delicious for you to lose that weight. And you also learn how to keep that weight off. 3010 Weight Loss for Life. Give them a call. Get started. Get down to your target weight. 3010 Weight Loss for Life. 855-843-3010. That's 855-843-3010. Or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. You're worth it. How do we succeed in retirement? Find out from those who know. Hear from keynote speakers, world champion football coach Mike Holmgren, Kerry Kasem, Rajiv Nagayich, and many more. The Senior Matters Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Linwood Convention Center. Individuals, families, professionals gain deeper understanding of the essential components of retirement planning, health, housing, finances, family, and legal. Explore the pitfalls of traditional retirement planning. The Senior Matters Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Linwood Convention Center. Register at SeniorMatters2018.com. Learn how to advocate on behalf of your clients, your family, yourself. SeniorMatters2018.com. Register now to experience this immersive event with direct access, breakout brainstorming, and inspiring insights. Retire successfully. SeniorMatters2018.com. Maneuver the road of real estate. Now, back to Street Talk with Chris Davies. Welcome back to Street Talk. Uh, let's go to the phones and talk to uh, Clay. If, uh... <laughs> Well, maybe we'll go, go to the phones and talk to Clay. Okay. Hi, Clay. It's Chris. Uh, what's your question this morning? 
Hey, good morning. Well, actually, I've got a comment. I've been a structural contractor in the Northwest for over 40 years, and I've seen some horrific home inspections that missed a lot on the foundations. Mm-hmm. And when you when you look at the seven pages of legalese on an inspection report, the only recourse the homeowner has is to go back for the $400 worth of fee or whatever they charge, yet their inspection's driving... Um, you know, a half a million dollar sale. So you have a $400 inspection that's driving a half a million dollar sale or more. And I strongly recommend that people um, hire a structural engineer that represents that. them to look at the structural component of their building. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a contractor. I've got a lot of experience. And my assessment is going to be a lot different than other contractors, um, some of which are commissioned salespeople that just want to sell you 10 tons of stuff you don't need. I absolutely uh, agree with that. And so they need an unbiased um, set of eyes on that. Well, I, and I, the extra money, even if they're having, and, th- and that's all I'm saying, because I usually get called in after people have made the mistake right. of mm-hmm. just going with just a simple home inspection report. And one other thing. Oops. Oops. Are you there? People do. Can you yeah, repeat what I you just said, Clay? Because we just lost that. that are uh, one other thing I strongly recommend to prospective buyers, if they're able to, is put on a set of coveralls, put on a hoodie, put on some safety glasses and a, and a dust mask, and if they're going to buy that building and own it, they should actually crawl in that crawl space and in, or the attic and inspect it themselves and crawl around. It could be a, you know... <laughs> uh, and uh, reveal a lot, huh? <laughs> a bit, well, not only yeah, that, though, they get to know where it is. I think. Well, yeah, they, it could be a fun activity or not so fun activity for a couple that are looking, especially first time homeowners. We've got a lot that have followed the home around for long. Yeah, I, I would yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree that the owner needs. Yeah, that the buyer needs. I mean, I. I hate it when a buyer will not show up to a home inspection. Oh, that is the yeah. worst thing ever. Um, and they need to be there. Now, I am going to disagree a little bit. I, I I very rarely will allow for a client to follow me into a crawl space uh, or attic space, and that's mostly because of safety, safety. issues mm-hmm. um, and uh, liability Um and there are plenty, and I know Clay knows this, but there are plenty of diseases that we have to deal with um, in crawl spaces and, and attic spaces. So, um, so from a liability standpoint, I'm going to be a little bit. Well, well I, I disagree with that completely. I think if you're going to own the home, you have a right to, to access all of those points. And I don't know who you are and what your liability extends to a prospective buyer, but I, I would say put on some hoodie, put on a hoodie safety glasses, gloves, and go in there at your own risk and look at the building that you're actually going to buy. Can you sit underneath those buildings? There's so much that home inspectors miss on a structural uh, on the structural end of an inspection. And well, they might so, prefer Clay, to, to your point here is that, that, and then people re- is that, you know, and I, I agree with you, yes, there are some home inspectors that, you know, do not have the the understanding of of what you go into um, understanding with the building. But the reality is, is that we are the general practitioner mm-hmm. and I do when I come across those structural issues um, that I do feel well versed in and I know 
that I need some more expertise, that is the very first thing that I'm doing is saying, hey, from a general practitioner standpoint, this, these are the things that, are, that I'm seeing that are concerning, and I'm going to refer you to an expert in this field. Here is Clay's information. Please go talk to him. He's got quite a bit of experience, and he's not going to be mm-hmm. one of these guys, these sales guys, because I agree with you. There are several companies out there that all they're doing is selling, um, is selling fear, and um, we've got to have some knowledgeable contractors who are not looking to just scare clients just into a fix, um, right. as well as being, you know, e- educated. Right. Well, one thing, uh, Clay, honestly, uh, it's a great point, but unfortunately, well, this, this is what we were talking about earlier. Glad the market's kind of changing in a little Absolutely. direction towards yep. more time on the market because there was no time to do those kind of I things. I was just going to say, you how did, hard is did, it to find a structural well, engineer right. to come and do a, you know, an assessment? That's the thing is we, like, we tried to make calls. We tried to get yeah. the, the professionals in there. We did not have time and the seller obviously wouldn't even let us do that for the most part. It was just so quick. Yeah. And also, uh, to Teresa's point, I mean, uh, a home inspector, when there is more expertise needed, it'll be referred to in the report typically. Right. The, the, whether it be the roof, get a, get a, get a roof certification, or your yeah. foundation settling over here. Have somebody look at the structural uh, – have somebody look at that and find out what's mm-hmm. going on there. So uh, the experience that I've had with home inspectors uh, has, has always been a positive one, yeah. and they don't, they don't overstep their bounds as far as the knowledge base goes. Again, it's a general overview to give you an idea of what, that, what kind of condition that home is in. And your points are, your points are well taken, Clay. I mean, I, I think that if you have the ability to have a structural uh, assessment done – that can only benefit. If you have the time. Well, I'm going yeah. to agree yeah, and disagree. I think there's good inspectors and there's bad inspectors. There's I good agree. brokers totally and there's agree bad. There's, there's good hosts on radio shows and there's bad ones. You know? like, <laughs> wow. So, 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 but, but you know, if there is an issue, if there is a foundation, a roof, you know, um, electrical stuff, things that the inspector is out of their scope for that particular job, often we get talk to a you know licensed bonded professional in that industry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But unfortunately there was no time the Back, last 3 yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. Last 3 years it's been it's been you haven't been had crazy. that opportunity. So So quick thing Pat, I mean you you have a couple of open houses or a couple of listings. Yeah, I got about. some listings uh here. Uh, one is held open over on actually the beautiful Bainbridge Island. Um, it's a it's a great home. Bainbridge is a lot of people don't know about Bainbridge. I mean, they hear about it and whatnot, but they don't understand how close it is to Seattle, and that you can still live over there and commute to the Seattle side. I'm from there, born and raised. My father's been commuting for 30 years to Seattle side. So uh, there's a great home. It's over on uh, the address is 6679 Northeast Hanks Lane. That's 6679 Northeast Hanks Lane. It's a beautiful home on two and a half acres, 2,500 square foot home with a large detached garage. It has a loft above it. Um, just a great, um, it has lots of privacy because it's surrounded by trees, but it has great natural light. One thing that Bainbridge does has a lot of trees out there, so sometimes you don't get the natural light, but it's a um, 2,500 square feet, three bedroom, two and a half bath. It's listed at 925. It's going to be open today from 11 to 3. So go take a look. Beautiful home out there. And um, the go MLS number is, uh, yeah, go get on a ferry and <laughs> take a look. I'm heading there on the boat right when I get done here. Um, the MLS number is 1340052. That's MLS number 1340052. Um, also have a townhome up in North Seattle in the Greenwood area, and the address is 932 North 96th Street, 
That's 932 North 96th Street, and it's a great townhome, 1,650 square feet, built in 2010, uh, three-bedroom, two-and-a-quarter a um, bathroom. It's just a great layout. It has. It's not the long, skinny. It actually has a very good open feel, great for entertaining, living space, and uh, only one shared wall. You actually, you're not looking at all your neighbors when you're looking out the window, which is which is very nice. The MLS number there is 1340055. That's 1340055. It's listed at $735,000. Well, a couple of nice listings. Yeah, great stuff. And and uh the um the Bainbridge one is held open. The uh the uh Greenwood is not open today, but if anyone would like to take a look, you can give me a call. My number is 206-701-4487. That's 206-701-4487. Or shoot me an email at francis.crowthers at compass.com. Fantastic. Reese, I want to thank you so much for coming to the show today and uh, sharing your insights uh, in the real estate world as far as home inspections go. Tell us a little bit about your company and how people can get a hold of you if they have questions. Sure. We've been uh, operating in King Pierce and Snohomish counties for the last 13 years. And uh, we can be found at Inside Out Building Inspection or Inside Out Inspection Services online at insideoutbi.com. Or you can give us a call at 206-431-5807. Uh, what's that phone number once again? 206 431 5807. Fantastic. And Rebecca, as always, it's always great to have you on the yes, show. Yes, thanks for having me, as always. Um, folks can get a hold of me um, at 206 935 6262. Again, 206 935 6262. Or you can look me up at firstclassseattle.com. Fantastic.